another edition of the Bullheaded Podcast. I am here, the host, as usual, with Zoo and Peebush. How you guys doing? Doing well, man. Got football coming up week from tomorrow. Yes, sir. I'm excited, dude. It's about damn time. It's been a rough like six weeks or so without uh, any major sport besides <laughs> baseball. So no hate there, but it's just the way it is. Yeah, there's a reason why, because baseball is a mediocre sport, and we need some real sports back in (laughs) the football world, baby, and fantasy football is back, baby. Can't wait, man. Can't wait. This is the last week running for NFL next week. Oh, my Lord. We got a flash flood warning in New York City right now. (laughs) Flash flood warning in New York City. Holy cow. That's that's an emergency broadcast right there. What hurricane is that? Ida? I don't know which one is that. Oh, boy. It's wet outside right now. It is wet. (laughs) I hope so. You're getting flash flood warning. It is storming right now outside of New York City, but what was I talking about? Oh, yeah. Fantasy football, baby. I just had a draft in my team. It's back with the vengeance, baby. All right. Yes, sir. Well, we're going to be talking about fantasy this year or today. Um, the guys uh, had some players that, uh, you know, if you still got a couple of drafts coming up, we can uh, you can look over these guys or maybe look as a free look into free agency. But uh, people, I want to start with you, man. What are some top guys that you would go for in fantasy? Yeah, dude, I mean, it's tough. I mean, this year it's, it's, it's really interesting because – I think the last like, couple of years we've seen, you know, a lot of running backs that it the, the tier level, it just drops immediately. So I think, you know, a lot of people will always say that first two rounds, you know, you go running back, running back, even in a full point PPR. Um, you know, you have the likes of McCaffrey, Saquon, Dalvin Cook, Derrick Henry. Um, I think some people might be passing on Zeke, though, this year, but I don't know why. I got him. I know Zoo's going to agree with me here. Zeke is going to have a big year. Um, unfortunately, on my team, I have Zeke. And J.K. Dobbins, one of the two, is down for the year. Wasn't able to get Gus Edwards as it was an auction draft. But Zeke, man, I'm very high on him. You know, he, he's had slowly declining numbers pretty much since his rookie year. And I think he does need a full bounce back. If Dak can stay healthy, the Cowboys and Zeke himself, they both really don't have any excuses to not perform. I mean, they have decent O-line. Their defense is, is the way it is. I think we know that. But their offense is a straight juggernaut, man. And if Zeke is at the level that he's played at, especially at the beginning of his career, I have him finishing as possibly a top three back this year. I think he could break through if he can stay healthy. And if Dak's playing well, if they can keep that passing game going, man, he's going to be a top three running back this year. So I, even in a full point PPR, I know he's not a beast out of the backfield like McCaffrey is. Um, but you got to get him, man. You got to get him mid first round. I think he might even drop to six or seven in some leagues. Really, just depends on the size of your league, full point PPR or not. But man, he's he's my running back. That's not top three on ADP right now. But you have to get him on your team this year, man. Man, absolutely agree, man. Zeke, that go. boy has got me multiple championships, three <laughs> championship because of Ezekiel Elliott and the regression that me had an off year last year. Like you said, mainly because of Dak Prescott being out, no true quarterback. The offense is abysmal, so Zeke will be back with the vengeance. But I'm looking at the draft board right now, and, man, that second round, this is the vital round yeah. of fantasy drafts because if you mess up that second pick, it's over, man, because first pick is easy. It's pretty default. You take one of the sub running backs. If you don't get one of them, maybe you get Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, one of yep. those guys. You take a sub receiver. But the second round, it gets really, really tricky this year because mm-hmm. I think it depletes – Pretty fast this year, man. Pretty fast in the second round. And one of the picks I I would love as a second round draft pick is uh, Najee Harris. 
Interesting. Yeah, Najee Harris, right. man. Yes. As a Pittsburgh Steelers running back, obviously their O-line, not the same that the, the traditional O-line of the Pittsburgh Steelers, but right. when they had Le'Veon Bell and even James Conner, when just anyone could run behind the O-line and get buckets. But they took him as a first-round pick. He's the he's going to be a true workhorse back. Mm-hmm. In college, he was a he, Sort of as a receiver, like he could, he could catch the football. Yeah. So being a dual threat, being able to run the football and catching the football, just based off of volume, he would get 20 touches a game. And even if he's not even efficient, he would get 70, 80, 90 yards a game just by pure volume. So mm-hmm. I think Najee Harris is just such a safe bet that he gets you a consistent amount of points every year, or every week, just based on yards per game. Outside yeah. of that, he doesn't even need to get touchdowns to be relevant. Because if you look at that second round, like, I know Sean loves his boy Antonio Gibson. Yeah. Man, I, I ain't sold, man. You're hey, not Antonio, sold. No, 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 no. He's very talented, but man, I, I'm a fan of the Washington football team. Like Ryan, it's, <laughs> it's magic could be Fitz tragic or Fitz magic. So week to week, I don't know what he's gonna do. Antonio Gibson got one season of sample size, and mm-hmm. like he was actually pretty efficient just based on touchdowns last mm-hmm. year. He put 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 up double digit touchdowns. That's impressive, but. Repeating that, good luck, Antonio Gibson. Yeah. Good luck with that because I don't think he's a true workhorse running back. So, Antonio Gibson, not going to be on any of my fantasy teams, man. Not going <laughs> to really? be on that, any of them. None of them. That's if, he dro- I think- if, he dro- if he drops third round, welcome to the squad. But, yeah, he's going to yeah, yeah, be on yeah, second yeah. round. Absolutely. He's going to be on second round. I will be getting no shares of Antonio Gibson. Well, I mean, the, the one that might fall. Oh, if I was to, if you had a late first round pick and you got an early second round pick, the guy I'm eyeing, if I'm in that situation, is Jonathan Taylor. I think mm. if he slips that far, um, if you're if you're not in like a dynasty league, he's probably going to fall into the early second round because you know if you're in a dynasty league, he's going to go earlier. He's a young guy, um, stud running back. He's 22. He's behind arguably the best offensive line in in the league, but in, at Indianapolis, um, that's a guy I'm eyeing. I think he's going to have a hell of a sophomore year. I don't think he's going to slump. They have way too much talent on that offensive line. Um, with Quentin Nelson and, uh, you know, Anthony Costanzo, all that. I mean, they're ridiculous. Um, but Najee Harris, I, I agree with you. I think he's going to be good. You know, I think a lot of people might be hesitant to maybe get a rookie running back just because of what Clyde Edwards-Hilaire had last year. Different, you know, different though, players. He's different. He's built different players. That's fine. But, you're, but it's drafting that rookie running back with your first-round pick. I mean, if Najee Harris, if he goes ninth overall, I mean, sometimes you're just stuck in a corner and that's all you got. I would argue that I'd take Jonathan you can, Taylor. You can, you can take Jonathan a, Taylor before You can get him early second, though. I would. I know, but I'm so saying like, I would so take like, Jonathan Taylor over over Najee. Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, yeah I think they're the same tier because, like, I don't know about you, but, I, yeah, I'll put them in the Najee. same tier. Right? I think yeah. Najee. I think Najee's a little high. Really? Yeah, because I think the well, only thing that's going to stop Najee is how – Yeah, I think the only thing that's going to stop Najee is his offensive line. Cause it's not that good. And Jonathan's is the best. So yeah. that's like, you know, and I know that Hines is a pretty big role to play, you know, out, catching out of the backfield. He was a beast. Him and JD McKissick are kind of similar players in that sense, you know, for, for Indianapolis and for, for Washington, they each have their stud running back. And then they got a secondary guy who's just a monster out of the backfield catching wise. Um, but look, Zoo, speaking of CEH, I think he could have a bounce back year, but he's also probably the hardest Hardest starting running back to predict this year because he's 5'7", and I think you mentioned you don't like him because of his size alone. 
Yeah, um, he just doesn't look like a workhorse running back. Yeah, like a I agree. Workhorse. Yeah, yeah, I Austin agree. Elk. Elk uh, yeah, 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 he looks yeah. like an Austin Eckler, yeah. man. Little, yeah. Small little but dude hey. that catches a little football, man. <laughs> hey, yeah. but Eckler's a monster in fantasy. Yeah, right? Yeah, so yeah. I think he'll bounce back. He had one good year, Austin okay. Eckler. Sure. Yeah. I still wouldn't mind having him on my team, especially with Herbert behind behind the helm right now. Um, but you know, I think Ceh is really going to come down to whether Reed uses him enough because you know their scheme last year. They he had he was in and out of games. I know he had a couple injuries there. Uh, unfortunately, he was my first round draft pick last year, which I'm sure I've mentioned many a time. Um, and he sucked for me, so I didn't pick him this year. But I got to think that like if they decide to use him in the way that you know they could, right? I think they need to use him out of the backfield. They need to throw him the ball more. Um, I think they just need to use him in space. I mean, that offense is is so good in the passing game that they can't not take advantage of having a good young running back in Clyde Edwards-Alaire. If, if Andy Reid re- realizes that and uses him, he could end up being a top five running back this year if they use him right because of how good their offense is. You can't guard. If if CEH is popping off, you can't guard him, Kelsey, and Tyreek Hill. I mean, it's, it's just impossible already with that team, let alone if they have a stud young running back. So he's the hardest to project, but it might be worth it to take a shot yeah. on him. Probably yeah. late late second round, early third round, um, I think is when he'll end up going just because of the thinness at running back this year. Yeah, uh, he, he has the best, uh, I would say, value this year just because of yeah. how last year he was drafted as a first rounder and because yep. of his disappointment, you can get him second or third round, easily second round because I, I got him second round in one of my drafts. I reached yeah. for him because out of all the running backs, he was the only one left on the board that I wanted on my roster. So he's probably the best value with – the most upside because he's yeah. in that KC offense. If he gets goal line touches and gets multiple touchdown opportunities, he's going to be money in the bank because KC's offense is going to give him so many chances. Mm-hmm. But Andy Reid last year, what what they did with Mahomes is Mahomes just chucks the ball in to a Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, Demarcus yep. Robinson, just one of those receivers, and he didn't get the opportunity because Ceh at the goal line he wasn't that good last year. So, like, no. he didn't really get the opportunity. So, hopefully, he gets a little redemption here this year because I got my fantasy team as a second RB. <laughs> second RB, if he second, turns out to be wow. – Yeah, yeah, I had Ezekiel Elliott and CEH is my first two I picks. Mean, so, that's a solid combo. Yeah, yeah. He's got he's got the biggest upside this year as far as draft value position because second, third rounder, potential to get first round value, he's up there this year. I totally yeah. agree. Where where are you guys on Saquon Barkley? I'm out. I'm out. Yeah, because it's the year after the injury. Yeah. yeah dude, it, I just don't feel confident drafting him in the first round. And when you draft a first rounder, you you need confidence in that pick. And every time I see Saquon, I'm just like, ah, oh, that injury bug is still nagging, man. He's yeah. not even confirmed for week one yet. Like I I think he's gonna play, but who knows right now? It's such a catastrophic season-ending injury, so. Saquon yeah. Barkley, but if you get him, like if you see him drop to like, if you're ten eleven, I can't pass him. He's that. not dropping he drop? that far. Oh, he has dropped in the drafts. Yeah, he didn't 10? drop in the couple I've been in, but I think he, average ADP is around nine right now. Is so, it really? They moved yeah, him up. Oh, yeah, okay, they moved yeah. him back. Yeah, That's he fair. must be playing week one then. That's so, true. If so, he's not, I mean. It's, I mean, but Zoo, you can make the same argument that like people probably had the same. I mean, and you were a beneficiary of this. Adrian Peterson had the same situation. I'm not comparing that, you know, he has, he's had a, as good of a career as AP had up to that point. But people had the same doubts about Adrian Peterson coming off of his ACL injury 
Granted, that was even faster than Saquon's. Yeah. And he still popped off. And I would say I would argue that they have Saquon has the same level of health and build that Adrian Peterson had. He has the ability to come back from an injury like that. Will he perform at the same level? Probably not. Not that it, what Adrian Peterson said, let alone what Saquon has done. Once against you, if he's fallen that far, that could be again one of the best value picks in the draft. Absolutely. And, because we and know you what have he can op- do. and you have the opportunity to get two backs. Just in yeah. case, if you get yep. Saquon late, you get an Aaron Jones or a Nick Chubb, yep. a swing pick, and those guys are pretty much three down running backs on their teams right now. So, like, speaking of my God, the volume there is crazy. Speaking <laughs> of three down running backs, I'm kind of high on Joe Mixon. I'm oh, really Joe Mixon on Joe Mixon because yep. I think they're going to lean on him a lot. Not uh, with Joe Burrow getting injured and he's coming back gone. from his injury. Yeah, yeah, no Gio Bernard, which is huge because Gio Bernard could play. Like he's yeah. really, really yeah. productive. Like yeah. every time, like he starts and gets over like, 10, yeah, over like ten carries a game, he gets double-digit fantasy points because he can catch the yeah. football. He's great in the red zone. He's a strong running back. Like yeah, like yeah, Gio Bernard to the Buccaneers. Damn, yeah. Tom Brady got another weapon now. Wealth on wealth, <laughs> as usual. Man, yeah. they got they got three backs, man. That they can use, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's Fournette, Ronald Jones, and Giovanni Bernard. That's incredible, man. But the Buccaneers, man, absolutely stacked out of their mind right now. But, oh man, go ahead. What about receiver? Receivers, man. The receivers yeah. this year, people they're going early. Like, like yeah. obviously, like last year, the the big fire was Stephon Diggs, obviously, because yeah. he had the regression the year before. He went late fifth, sixth round, and then he went with Josh Allen and became a wide receiver one. So, like, he's going really, really high right now. So, he's got – his value's already built in. And I'm not, I'm not a fan of DK Metcalf going this early. Mm. Yeah. Mm. DK Metcalf, I will not own a single DK Metcalf because he is going late second round. Like, his pro- productivity per touch is very similar to A.J. Brown. Like, they, yeah. they, don't get the, they don't get that many, like, catches. But when they get the ball, they just get – their yards after catches is absolutely insane. So their yeah. efficiency is so high. But for me, at the wide receiver position, I want targets. I want targets and as many receptions and as many possibilities as possible to get as many yards as possible. Because just having that efficiency year over year, man, that is hard to do. But for me, man, I had this guy on my team last year, man, and I believe in his talent, Justin Jefferson, man. Justin yep. Jefferson, yes, this dude is unbelievable. Last year – he had 1,400 yards, and he was even the number one option with Adam Thielen getting majority of the targets and all the touchdowns. Like, Adam Thielen got double-digit touchdowns last year. Like, Adam Thielen was the red zone target because he played with Kirk Cousins for multiple years. I feel like Justin Jefferson at the second half of the year, Kirk Cousins got, like, way better connection with him. And, like, man, Justin Jefferson put up one of the most historic so rookie good. seasons of all time. Yeah. And, you could st- and this year you could get Justin Jefferson – in the third round, in the third yep. round, man, early third, mid, yeah, early third, mid third, like maybe you're in a dumb league, get him in late third, but in the third round, Justin Jefferson is as safe as you can get as a position of talent and opportunity. Cause at the second half of the season, got double digit targets consecutive weeks, man. So man, the volume is there. The talent is there. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. and then all like, my God, like Justin Jefferson in the third round is a fantastic pick. Yeah. If you can get him in the third round, I mean, he's ridiculous, dude. I mean, he's so young, too. Once again, we don't know what type of league y'all, y'all are playing. I mean, if you're in a dynasty league, he's going way earlier. You know, he, he's one of those guys, first one off the board uh, in a dynasty league. I saw him in, in one league getting, you know, 
place ahead of Devontae in that sense because his future value versus if Rodgers is done this year, you know, what are you going to do with Devontae, right? You know, if you got to hold him for a couple of years, is he going to be the same player worth the amount that you're paying? But, Zoo, I agree with you. I think he's the best young wide receiver. Um, I, I don't really have a specific one that I'm looking at. I think that, you know, there a lot of these wide receivers, the only one that can really stick out, I think C.D. Lamb could take a jump this year as long as he comes back from COVID protocol. Zoo, I know you're high on C.D. Lamb pretty much all the time. Um, for me, though, I, I'm actually interested in the Rams wide receiving core. And I know that it is not – this wouldn't be for your your wide receiver one, wide receiver two, in my opinion. I think you you want one of these two guys to end up being your flex. And I'm talking about Cooper Cup or Robert Woods because they've always been with, with Jared Goff there, man. They, they couldn't throw the ball down the field. I mean, they, they never threw the ball down, down the field. Josh Reynolds, I think, had some of their longest catches. Otherwise, it was always yards after catch. Matt Stafford, man. I, I think he could end up getting that that offense to where McVay wants it to be. Um, they have some. They have solid running back room. Um, if Cam Akers can come back healthy, they got Daryl Henderson there too. They brought in Sony Michelle. These wide receivers are going to get a lot of targets between each other. Um, I don't think you would use them, you know, within your first three, four rounds. But if they're slipping to the fifth round, definitely try and pick up at least one of them. Try and get them in your flex position uh, because I think they could end up having pretty big years, especially especially if they can just move the ball down the field quicker. Um, and that's one of the quickest NFL offenses. So they're only going to be better, I think, personally with Matt Stafford. Zoo, I know you're not the biggest fan of Matt Stafford, um, but look, I also like Allen Robinson. That's a little bit of a it's a little bit of a heart pick right there. But now that he has you know more consistent quarterback play, and he has a solid number two option in Darnell Mooney who stretches the field, it's gonna it's gonna be harder for teams to just put a double team on Allen Robinson and know that the Bears have nobody else to throw the ball to. So. You know, there's a couple out there. Do I completely agree with you? I think DK is way too high right now. Um, I personally wouldn't spend that much on him. I don't really like a Mike Evans pick this year with Chris Godwin. I mean, yeah. Look, you can pick him if they're there and it's a good value pick, but don't go out of your way to get them. They just have way too many weapons and they're not garnering as many targets as they would if they were the clear cut number one with no real number two on their team. So him and Godwin. I know they both had breakout years two years ago, great years last year, champs. But maybe stay away from taking them earlier than you think you should. Just kind of a gut pick right there. But it's just kind of all over the place with wide receivers this year because everybody's scrambling to get running backs because they're so short. So it's, you're just kind of seeing which wide receivers are there. You can get Devontae or Tyreek, though. Props to you, man, because you know what they're going to do. You know why I think DK Metcalf is a guy that doesn't get a lot of targets or he's just not – Profitable. I think Tyler Lockett is more of a target for mm. Russell Wilson when um they're playing. And I also think one guy, and Nick, we can maybe transition to the sleepers, Brandon, Brandon Ayuk. I think it's Ayuk. I got Ayuk. him on mine. He he showed out a little bit last year. He kind of messed me up a couple of times because some of the they went more to a running game because Jimmy G got hurt. But he showed out and I put him on a couple of reels. He was jumping over guys. He was doing he was doing a lot of athletic. Prowers. He he's a guy I think that's gonna step up over Debo because Debo's perennially like he's always hurt. So dude, he's more of a running back too. Yeah, Debo. six foot two. I think two twenty five. Like yeah, he shit like a running back. So I mean, uh, he's my number one in my dynasty league right now. Brandon Ayuk is my number yeah. one dynasty wide receiver. He's gonna get some targets. Yeah, he's gonna get targets, and you're holding him for a couple of years, right? You're hoping that he, you know, with yeah. him and Trey Lance coming up together, they could ball out, man. Because I don't know, he. 
if, if they can get some consistent quarterback play, and I think that's a big if, similarly to the Bears, that's where those guys are going to flourish, man, because we know that their running game can open up their passing game in San Fran. And Facts. It, as long as Trey Lance or Jimmy G or whoever's starting can step up and make the throws, IU could easily have a 1,200-yard season. Easily. No questions asked. Yeah. Wow. Wow, Brandon, 1,200-yard season. That means – Nick Zoo, if he he's falls – He's a yeah. steal in the fourth round. That he's he's going fourth, fifth round right now. So I think I think he's a steal personally. But man, oh man, I gotta. Dude, this is the steal of the draft right now. Okay, you Let's get him it. in the ninth or tenth round. Uh, I know what you're gonna say, and he's a household name. But it's Antonio Brown. Yeah, Antonio Brown is the zoo. steal of the draft, man. This dude is the, still the most talented receiver yeah, on the Buccaneers. On the Buccaneers, like. This guy, this this reminds me of the Dallas Cowboys situation last year when they had Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, and then they grabbed that CD Lamb, man. I'm yep. just like, man, why are you gonna take Michael Gallup or Amari Cooper when you get CD Lamb in the hundreds? Like legit, you get him the, in like the freaking tenth or eleventh round, and he, he has higher talent, and he might after a couple more weeks he gets to te- gets to match with Dak Prescott, man. Like my man, oh man, he could he could he can really get those targets up. So man. Man, oh man, CD Lamb could take over as the number one spot, and I feel like Antonio Brown with the Tom Brady connection, it can it happen again because he loves Tom Brady loves AB, and I, you get AB in the ninth, tenth round, and and if one of those Tampa Bay receivers get injured, exactly top ten receiver, easy. I agree, yeah, easy, easy, because man. I, when I'm talking about the two Bucks, you know Godwin and Evans, because you're you're drafting them, expecting them to be at a number one level. If you're getting Antonio Brown in the ninth or tenth round, man, that's like a third. That's a third wide receiver. That's a flex guy that you rotate in based on, unless he's obviously doing the production that you're talking about that he could have. Zoo, I agree with you, man. I I paid four dollars for him in an auction draft. That was nothing for his value. Brandon Ayuk, twenty two dollars because he's younger, right? But if there is a guy on the Bucks I'm picking, it likely would be Antonio Brown just because of his value alone. So that's a, that's a good pick, Zoo. But I got one sleeper for you. Marvin Jones Jr. I think what? he is going to have the Jaguars what? a big year on the Jaguars, man. I think he's going to be he's easily their number one. DJ Chark is injured too much. He's not consistent at all. Um, Chenault, I actually do like Chenault this year as a young sleeper. If you're looking like late rounds, but man, Marvin Jones auction draft. If you're doing it, boys, two dollars. I got him for two dollars. Um, and look, man, if Trevor Lawrence has time in the pocket, which I know we, we, we don't know if that's going to happen. <laughs> every big throw that Lawrence has thrown down the field, not every throw, but the majority of them is going to Marvin Jones. He's a jump ball guy. We saw him and Stafford do it for a couple years. He's, he's a great wide receiver on a working with arguably one of the most talented young quarterbacks we've seen in a long time. So I think that if they're going to, if there's somebody he's going to build a rep with Trevor right off the bat, it's going to be Marvin Jones. They get to play the Texans twice a year. That's two big games alone that Marvin Jones is going to pop off on that you know he's going to he's going to perform. So I think if you're looking for you know a, a household name that if you're a fantasy guy, um, you're going to know who Marvin Jones Jr. is. I think he could have a nice year. Um, but look, that's that's later rounds. You know we're talking sleeper pick here, not use probably beyond the yeah. Antonio Brown section uh, that Andy was talking about. But man, I I'm high on him this year. I think he's going to be good. Yeah, uh, he is. They really, he... because they have a hell of a running game too. So you got to think that's going to help with opening up the passing game. And he loves James. those down the fields, man. 
Yeah, I give it to you. Marvin Jones does get a lot of touchdowns. That's one thing. He has a Fun. knack of getting in the end zone, man. Yep. Like, like, no matter what bad team he's on, he's always getting touchdowns. See, I remember those weeks. He always has those weeks. He just goes off. Yep. But, man, I'm going to throw in another late pick receiver, man. Okay. Corey Davis. Oh, Corey Davis. Mm. I feel like Zach Wilson, as a rookie, is going to rely on his go-to guy. His go-to guy that he's kind of – he already has chemistry with Corey Davis right now. And they paid Corey Davis. They paid Corey Davis a lot, a lot of money. Yeah, they did. A lot of money. And at, like Jamison Crowder, that 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 ain't the dude. That that's that's your Elijah Moore. Guy, oh my lord. Okay. Elijah Moore. Nah, bro. nah, nah. Corey Davis. They, they paid Corey Davis to be the guy. He actually had a really Immediate nice impact. year. He had Immediate. a really nice year last year with the Titans as a wide receiver to the AJ Brown. This guy almost. Was a couple yards away having a thousand yard season. Just yeah. a couple yards away getting a thousand yard season. He's going that from a no- and that offense was a running offense with Derrick mm-hmm. Henry getting the majority of the carries. So on the Jets, who the hell's their running back? They're gonna be chucking the football. They Michael drafted, Carter. yeah, exactly, exactly. They're a rookie, so they're gonna be chucking the football. And Corey Davis, the most talented receiver on the team, Zach Wilson, you can rely on him. He's he might be getting. Nine, ten targets a game. Mm-hmm. So just based on volume, and you get him in the hundreds, he could be a potential wide receiver too. Easy this year, man. Mm-hmm. Is Corey if they Davis can move the ball? That's the only <laughs> thing is if they can move the ball. Oh man, they could be down the entire game, and so more targets for Corey Davis. That's true. They're going to be down. It'll be Zach Wilson, man, chucking the football, man. That their running game, I feel like, can be non-existent on that team. So I feel like Corey Davis will be the biggest benefactor with the new QB and being a bad football team. They're going to be chucking the football all the time. Yeah, let's just hope he doesn't get demoralized too quick. That's the only thing I'd be worried about <laughs> with that team. But Zu, I agree with you. I, I like Corey Davis this year. I think he could be a solid value pick. Um, him and yeah. him and him and Crowder. I mean, I wouldn't even consider Corey Davis really a sleeper. But maybe people are just completely brushing him off. He's wide receiver he's forty-two yeah. right now. Yeah, Woo! no, I th- and, and Zoo, I agree. I think he could easily finish. Uh, he could easily finish top thirty. Um, I think a good year for him would be top twenty-five, um, especially with the team he's on and where you could be drafting him at. Right. Um, yeah, that's a good pick, Zoo. That's a solid sleeper. Uh, I might have to get that in our draft this coming weekend. But <laughs> Zoo, I got one more for you. I got one more for you, and we'd already talked about him. But I actually got Gio Bernard as a sleeper this year, man. I think, he, look, you see, he's in a running back room with two big names, right, in the Bucks, He's coming up a championship team. He's going to be in a winning culture for the first time in his career. He's been with Cincinnati his entire career. This man is going to a team that targeted running backs out of the backfield 113 times. We all know how much Brady loves his little checkdowns. James oh, White yeah. has created James White, a Rex Burkhead, all those little dudes, man. And one of the best guys in the league behind James White at doing that is arguably Giovanni Bernard. So I think if you're trying to get just a depth running back, you know, not necessarily a starter, but somebody you can fit in in a bye week. And like you said, Zoo, if he gets, you know, six, seven, six catches a game, you're in PPR, he'll give you 15, 15 to 20. So, you know, he, he's a solid late, later round, um, later round guy. But once again, it's a crowded room. I think he'll end up outplaying Leonard Fournette. We watched Fournette drop a lot of passes in the playoffs last yeah. year. He did pick it up there towards the end. But if they're looking, you know, targeting your running backs 113 times without a true pass-catching running back, and now they have one, that offense just got, like you said, Sean, they just got even better, man. And it's just yeah. ridiculous. Um, and I think he's going to be end up getting more touches throughout the year. 
than Leonard Fournette does. That that's what I think is going to end up happening because he's getting a ton of praise out of Tampa right now with the coaching staff and how unbelievable he is in that offense. He's adjusting quickly. Man, that's a good one. <laughs> but man, oh man. But what's it called? You know, my last sleeper. <laughs> it's always a QB sleeper because you Uh-oh. know one of these bad boys happen every single year, right? He's drafted in the hundreds the year before. Yes, he was he was pretty trash. But these quarterbacks just have those years. They just pop off, and it's going to be so predictable. Last year was my man, Josh Allen, who was on every one of my fantasy football teams. I was in, like, three, four leagues. He was on, like, three of them. So this year I'm going to try to get as many shares of this dude as possible. My man, Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts on the Eagles, a bad football team. But he's taking over as QB1 now without Carson Wentz. He got They got him – a. A Heisman guy in Devonta Smith as a weapon for him mm-hmm. to throw it to. Miles Sanders is a decent running back, but Jalen Hurts will be the best running back on that football team. So Jalen Hurts mm-hmm. doesn't have to be the most accurate quarterback in the world. He just got to use his legs and rush for 800 and 1,000 yards. Ooh. 800 not to 1,000 yards. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right. They're going to be relying wow. on him. Yeah, he's going to be running, man. He's going to be running for dear life. Because his team will need it. And I feel like Jalen Hurts this year would easily be a top five quarterback. Top five, wow. baby. That's top cool. five total fantasy points, even though it's still, he in fantasy, he might be putting up top five fantasy points. But in real life, he ain't that good yet. Like, just unless he's like his skill wise on being a thrower becomes a lot better. His efficiency, like, you know, like 50%, like completion yeah. percentage. Like, he's just not that efficient yet. I don't even think that's great of a thrower yet. But fantasy-wise, where it rewards running quarterbacks, like the Lamar Jackson of the world, the Josh Allens of the world, the Kyler Murrays of the world, I feel like Jalen Hurts is the next dude that you get pretty late. Like, Jalen Hurts ain't going the first nine rounds. Like, he ain't going the first nine rounds. So if you're one of those guys that like taking QB late, Jalen Hurts, like you got an option between Jalen Hurts and Joe Burrows, take Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Yeah, For rushing touchdowns alone, yeah, I agree with you. You know what's interesting about Jalen Hurts, too, is last year they – I think Travis Fulgham was one of their leading receivers last year. He got Mm -hmm. cut, put to the practice squad. I keep telling you guys, he's a sleeper of mine. Quez Watkins. Who? Quez Watkins. He's a receiver, kick returner guy. Him, Jalen Rieger, Devonta Smith is going to be a nice – and I think J.J., I think Arcega Whiteside. But Quez Watkins is one of those guys that – he gets a couple of touches a game. He's going to find the end zone because his speed is that lethal. And I saw it against the Pittsburgh Steelers. He was going crazy. But here's one receiver. Yo, that, and, he, and real quick, Sean, he, he yeah. worked out with Calvin Ridley this summer, dude. That's who he worked with. For our receiver Not one a bad guy to be practicing. Calvin Ridley. Man, he yeah. Yeah. What a freaking incredible season as being the true wide receiver one now. And you know who's going to help the most? Who that's going to help the most? Kyle Pitts, dude. It's gonna help Kyle Pitts. A where, lot. where is he? Where is he for you? T- tier two, tier three, Pitts. He's 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 like right below the big three in tight ends. I got okay. him at the fourth, which I think most people do. You know, you got Travis Kelsey, then Waller and Kittle, and yeah. then he, Pitts is just below it. But he's gonna yeah. be a stud, man. He's gonna be so good. Crazy target. But he's going Crazy way target. earlier than what you would consider a sleeper. But if you're looking to take a, you know, take a risk, it's a damn good one to take. Here's a receiver, too, that I would take a flyer on in one of the later rounds. And you can't quote me on this because John Gruden said it. But (laughs) (laughs) 
He compared Brian Edwards to Terrell Owens. He said <laughs> he's got that type of speed and he's got that type of power in and out of his breaks. Now, I know with Henry Ruggs, he's a good slot guy, and they have Darren Waller, but Brian Edwards is another one. And I may be a little biased because he went to the University of South Carolina, but he's been comparing <laughs> to Terrell Owens the entire uh, minicamp and all that stuff. So that's another guy you can probably take a fly on. How many targets he's going to get, though? Darren Waller, obviously, is the go-to dude. He's a go-to guy. You mentioned Henry Ruggs. is probably wide receiver, too. Like He's going to be the third option. I don't know. Right? I don't know. Dude. And they're crying that good. They're crying that uh, good. Man. Give him a little credit, man. man. He ain't Mahomes or Herbert, but he give him a little. Credit, well, yeah, like he's gonna produce three <laughs> fantasy. He's gonna produce three fantasy receivers. I don't think so. I don't, I don't think, think so. I think he'll get two. I don't. I'm not big on Rose. I just think he's fast. I'm not. Yeah. Big on him. Yeah. He he just runs straight real quickly. Yeah. But nah, he ain't. Who you, who you think is gonna be the best rookie receiver? Ooh. Hmm. Best rookie receiver. Jalen Waddle's looking kind of good, even though uh, this, draft, yeah. this draft, Tua. this draft class ain't like last year's draft class. No. Last year's draft class is legendary. Like Jeez. this year, because like a lot of like this is tough. I mean, do you think? I mean, Jamar Chase could have a good year. I, Drops. I True. Yeah, I don't like Jamar Chase that much, man. I don't. I, I mean, mean, hey I, man, I, I don't think I'm gonna have maybe, any maybe maybe it'll be Elijah Moore. Uh, yeah, cause, yeah, yeah, because I think Jamar Chase, like, he's on a team with like three legit, two other legit receivers. Boy, so, Higgins. Yeah, exactly. And Boyd and Higgins, yeah. they were actually really productive last year for Joe Burrow. So, like, just there's only so many receivers on Cincinnati. Like, you know, like, like we're gonna have three thousand yard guys. Nah, that ain't happening. So and Joe Mixon can catch out the backfield too. Yeah, oh, exactly. Yeah. So Jamar Chase. Nah, I don't see that. So I don't know. I feel like all like I, oh, I would, I would say Devonta Smith. Just based on he might be he might be the number one option. So if he gets the targets, I feel like he could produce. If Hurts can get him the ball, yeah, that's that's a big wild card because yeah, he ain't a pure passer. So no. might be dick, and they little dicking and dunking into Devonta Smith. But yeah, I'm not high on any of the rookies that much this year because they're all going super late too. So yeah, there's no like guarantee with them with this class, in my opinion. But if, I, you're, if you're trying to take a shot, I would probably take a shot on Devontae Smith. And then maybe Jalen. That's probably what I'd do. And then if you're really trying to find one in like the 15th, 16th, you could probably get Elijah Moore at that point. Did I mention DeAndre Swift at all? I, um, I'm torn on him this year. Lions, man. The Lions never produce fantasy running backs, man. I remember Carry on, Dan Campbell, though. Carry Carry on, on Johnson. Johnson. Like it's just something about the line. They just don't produce fantasy running backs from the from the eight plus years of playing fantasy football. I never remember the Lions being good at anything. Like Kenny, besides Kenny, Kenny got, they got they got stud receivers, Marvin Kelvin Johnson and Kelly got Kenny Galladay. Marvin Jones was a nice receiver, but at the running back position, and now with a lesser quarterback in Jared Goff. Yeah. Now nah, I don't know. A lot know. of checkdowns though. A lot of checkdowns. TJ Hawkinson, sleeper. Oh, he could be a sleeper. Maybe. I made a mistake. I took Noah Fant. I took Noah Fant last year over here, and that was a mistake. TJ Hawkinson, he, he might be the number one receiver on the team now without yeah. without yeah. playing Marvin Definitely. Jones being on the team anymore. And Galladay, yeah. And Galladay. So TJ Hawkinson might be getting the most targets. That's, that's Him, interesting. Swift and Jamal Williams, those are the only three guys they have on their team. <laughs> <laughs> that's an awful team. Yeah. 
That's all they got, man. I mean, it's sad, but look, man, they should have they should have traded up and picked one of those receivers. Facts. I don't know, man. It's it, that's a sorry for. I mean, look, Swift Swift can catch the ball out of the backfield too. I mean, he's look, he's a he's a stud. He's yeah. good. They just don't have the O line that you can guarantee he's going to have. You know, eleven hundred yard rushing season, something like that. But look, man, if if the David Montgomerys of the world can rush for a thousand yards in like twelve games with a horrible <laughs> offensive line, I think DeAndre Swift can you know, can perform well enough to put him in your starting lineup in fantasy. He's probably more of a flex guy, flex. maybe fringe RB2 if he has a nice season. Yeah. Um, but I'd probably pick him around like your third running back mark. That's probably what I'd do. Don't, unless you're going to try and step, you know, you take a stud tight end. That's really the only time that you, you kind of screw yourself out of either a good wide receiver two or a good running back two is if you take like a Kelsey or a Darren Waller. That would be the only situation where I would have DeAndre Swift as my second running back. That that's that's really it. If I have a Travis Kelsey on my team as well, along with another stud guard. We didn't mention Keenan Allen. I, I thought I think to be a guarantee he, with Herbert. He he's oh. going pretty much where I expect him to go. He's exactly. Like a, he's like a third round guy. He's like a wide receiver one, wide receiver two. He's like pretty <laughs> consistent, especially PPR. Like he gets yeah. a lot of catches, like a ton of targets. Gets a thousand yards. Him or D Hop? D Hop, D Hop easily. Is Kyler? Or yeah, D Hop's been a top ten receiver for the last like half decade. Yeah. <laughs> is Herbert taking Herbert taking another step though? I'm interested to see how how well they do because Keenan Keenan already gets a ton of targets, man. He's one of the yeah. most targeted guys in the NFL. That's for sure. And you you love your targets, Zoo. And you've had Keenan Allen before. He, I mean, I, he's been I, good yeah. if he can stay healthy. That's really what it comes down to for him. It's pretty much half most of the NFL. Last but, receiver, last receiver, Terry McLaurin yeah. for the uh, Redskins. I like. I had him last year. I like him a lot. He's going third year. round this year. I think. Yeah. I think it's accurately valued of what his production is going to be this year. Yeah, and I think some people are still hesitant to take him just because you still can't really pin a consistent quarterback on that team. So if he falls to the fourth round, oof, swoop him definitely because he's easily wide receiver one. Their their second best weapon is. Curtis Samuel, and then they got Logan yeah. Thomas, who's a sleeper Logan tight end. Logan Thomas. He's always hurt, but yeah, Sleep, Logan Thomas. Sleeper tight end. I had him last year. He, he did nice things for me, man. He was yeah. really good. Can we uh, switch to defense? I mean, these are pretty self-explanatory, but. Yeah. I mean. I mean, it's Rams. Washington, for me, I got Rams and Steelers in the yeah, first Yeah, Washington tier. football team is probably third. Yeah. That's a good value. I would probably take them. Um. Don't don't touch the Cowboys. I think everybody knows that. Fair. I mean, defenses are tough, man, because there's always nah. there always ends up being one that Zoo's not a big drafting defense guy. Nah, defenses week. are irrelevant, man. This is the strategy. Not, man. not yes, Rams. There's always yes, one. There's always one, but what are the odds of you picking the right one that gets all the special team touchdowns? I, like those. I like, always pick like, Seattle Legion of Boom, and it paid off for me. Nah, you know, nah, there's nah. always one. Bears no, for a no. couple of years. You're now. not going to get the one. That's a 10% chance. Let's say a 10% chance of picking the one. This is what you do. You locate the bad, bad football teams, and you just pick on them. Pick on them. Like Historically in the past, like I picked on the Jaguars, picking on the Jets, picking on the Miami Dolphins. You just pick Texans on the terrible year. teams. Exactly. And this year, I'm going to be picking on the Houston Texans. The Houston yeah. Texans and the Cincinnati Bengals. Those two really? teams, I think, will be really, really bad this year. And who knows? It might be another sleeper bad team. But whoever looking like trash, I'm going to pick the defense against the trash team. 
And I mean, I'm, I'm going to give Lions, it, too. The Lions, like, it gives you a high floor in fantasy points on defense. So that's true. That's that's my strategy every single. That's my strategy every single year. That's those even, are the two. You play week to week, and you pick on the bad teams, or you attempt to pick one of the studs. Um, and I think there's really only three that are worth going out of your way to draft. And Sean, you mentioned two of them, and then I think Washington's probably the one that you could get latest and yeah. have them pay off equally as well as the other two. So if you're looking to actually draft one and like, you know, call it the 11th, 12th round. Um, you know, the other two are probably going to be gone by that point. If you can snag the Washington one, that's probably your best value if you're trying to actually spend a draft pick for them. Um, otherwise, would definitely recommend what Zoo does because, hell, you could even pick, like, the Colts, Andy, right? <laughs> and they play the Jaguars and the Texans. You know, that's four games right there. Wow, I didn't even think about that. Right? Yeah. So you, you need to think about that, right? You could also oh, yeah. argue that – so you the have to think Texas about that. Twice, well, and then Andy, think about this. Washington, look at the division they're playing. They do have to play the Cowboys twice, but they gave the Cowboys they've given the Cowboys troubles in the past. But they also get to play a you know a young guy in the Eagles with Jalen Hurts, right? And then they get to play Mr. Mr. Questionable, Daniel Jones, twice a year. So if you think about the divisions, oh, that's, that's, that's how I draft defenses. Man, I didn't even think about that. You're getting some yeah. free doves with the Jags and the Texans, two of the that's worst it. teams in football. That's a go. good one. And the Colts have a good – and they already have a good defense. So they still will pay off for you in other games. So I don't know. I probably shouldn't have given you that pointer, Zoo. Oh, but I like that a lot, man. I think I'm the Jags and the Texans, man. That's a good one. I'm going to keep that as a mental note. I didn't even think about that. I thought you were going to say you are going to beat me to it. <laughs> yeah, there's a little advice on defenses. Uh, I'm a I'm a drafted defense kind of guy, as you can tell. Oh yeah, man, yeah, you always say your defense yeah. eighth, ninth round, man. No, I go tenth now. Tenth, tenth you go tenth round now. That's a little too early. Is a kicker worth drafting? Justin Tucker. Oh, absolutely. My boy, Justin Tucker or Harrison no, Tucker, no, no. baby. <laughs> go with Young Way Koo, man. Oh, hundred percent. Or Greg Zerline because the Cowboys are going to score a ton. Yeah, those are two solid picks. And Tucker uh, will never miss. So, Oh, and I want to give a shout-out and rest in peace to my man, J.K. Dobbins, who was going to be my sleeper oh, pick until yeah. his knee injury. Such a shame, yeah. such a shame, such a shame. He was my Much favorite pain. pick. He was my favorite pick of the third round. I think he gives you RB1 value at RB2 price. And with him gone, like I had to adjust my draft strategy and all my drafts because I, draft, I was thinking about drafting J.K. Dobbins in every single Cross one of my drafts this year. And now Gus Edwards is in. I he's just not the same talent level, even though he's gonna get all the opportunity in the world. So he's a good running back, though. He yeah, they paid him last year. They paid him ten million dollars over two years, so five mil per year. Like that's pretty good money for a running back position. But man, J.K. Dobbins has the ability to catch the football and run it. So such a shame, man. And a preseason game. Yeah, and they they reduced the preseason to like three games this year too. So yeah, I don't know. That's 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 tough. Hey. Another sleeper. I just thought of this guy. Um, what's the – hold on. Let me see what his name is. Well, Jameis is a quarterback sleeper. Uh, Here today, Jameis Winston. And uh, I but, uh, yeah, he's a, he, I think he's a quarterback sleeper. Yo, but there's a running back. Risks, Zoo. Yeah. And they're, they're going to score. Sony <laughs> Michelle. Sony Michelle is another oh. running back. Oh, okay. Cam I Akers. Like I think Sean McVay is going to – Todd Gurley hasn't gotten a call. That's crazy. Used to play hey, for the Bears Rams. Will take him. God, no, I man. Maybe the Ravens. I don't know. 
They got a he needs, he needs be, to be on the team though. That'd be a hell of a move if the Ravens signed him. That yeah, would this, be this crazy. Todd Gurley and Le'Veon Bell are out the league. Mm, didn't know and, about Le'Veon already. And these wow. guys were unbelievable, like consensus top First five round. picks like yep. two years ago. <laughs> Not like, Le'Veon. It, Not yeah. that long. Yeah. Not that not that short ago. Le'Veon yeah. Bell two years ago was a consensus top ten overall pick, even on the Jets. But like he should have been, but he was he was by the projected. by the rankings. Yeah, he was projected as a sure. top ten pick. It is crazy that these running backs, man. Like Todd Gurley only played six years now, though. Yeah, it's his second contract. Double the same average length. Yeah, he even hit age thirty. Wow. But I mean, I, I mean, I ain't gonna lie. If I can get to my second contract as a running back, I'm good. Yeah, if I'm at the league, I'm at the Poster league. Poster out in two to three. Yeah, as you said, Carry on Johnson, prime example. They hyped him up in Detroit, man, <laughs> and he just choked. Yeah, man. So yeah, I, I don't know I, that. I, that well, for that that Rams, that Rams backfield is going to be interesting to watch because I think a lot of people are taking Daryl Henderson before anybody else in that backfield. Yeah, yeah, Darrell, yeah, because he's a touchdown. Sean, yeah, because Sean McVay yeah. offenses like. Todd Gurley got 12 touchdowns, 17 touchdowns, 13 touchdowns in our offense. So those touches are going to go to someone at the goal line. So Darrell Henderson or Sony Michelle, I think Sony Michelle is a it's like a Garrett Blunt type of dude. So like at the yeah. one year line, just stuff it in there. More Darrell Henderson is more finesse, like he's the pass catching back. So it'll be interesting to see who wins that job because whoever wins that job and gets the majority of the carries, he will be a productive asset in fantasy. And you can get them pretty late now. Because ever since Sony Michelle got uh got picked up by the by the Rams like Darrell Henderson's stock has dropped from like probably a fourth fifth rounder now to like a seventh eighth rounders now yep. so so depending on who wins the job that's a potential value running back you get later on as a potential hype potential with such Shout a good team having that much uh uncertainty in that backfield is, is going to be interesting to watch mm-hmm. yeah uh that's it for the sleepers for me Zach Ertz is another guy, tight end. Yeah, you Jaylen get him Hurts. last. You get, like, you get him last in the fantasy yeah. draft, man. You legit get him as your last pick. And Zach Ertz was originally one of the top three tight ends. I remember it was like him, yeah, mm-hmm. Kittle, and Travis Kelsey. So yeah, like, before Waller. Yep. Yeah, before Waller like came out of nowhere. <laughs> like that dude was a free agent. You know they said he was on the Ravens. Him. You know he was on the Ravens at one point. Darren Waller. Mm-hmm. They said he had to leave Baltimore because he was struggling with stuff. I heard that today on uh, Undisputed. Yeah, wow. I never wow. knew that. Get yeah. Paul that he's doing Andrews great now. There. I mean, they got Mark Andrews, so I guess they're fine. Yeah, they're chilling. But that's it for all the sleeper picks, for all the number one guys. Uh, maybe there might be some more drafts Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Who knows? Uh, but so you got – this is actually going live on my YouTube channel. We had to switch up the Slack today so we can get some uh, – new content out for you guys but as usual make sure you guys subscribe to bullheaded underscore pod we put great content up every day with the nfl season coming around college football season i will be putting out more football reels and more football content so make sure you guys tune into that make sure you guys subscribe to apple spotify google Podcasts, stitcher the whole nine